you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 166 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and on today's show, I'm going to go over some of the award nominees for the hardware that will be getting handed out this week, and I have some ideas for A's ownership since they are looking for a new marketing director, so some ideas for how to improve attendance and all that stuff. So uh, that's what's coming up on today's episode, but before I get started, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter, and if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So on Monday, the Rookie of the Year award winners in each league are going to be announced, followed by Manager of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP, Tuesday through Thursday. So uh, we're going to be talking about the award winners for most of the week, at least to some degree. So uh, today's plan is to spend the first half of this episode going through each of these categories and making a quick prediction. I'm not going to go too heavy into the stats because I have some other things to get to that are A's related, and this is the Locked On A's podcast. So i got to bring you guys some green and gold news each and every episode. Uh, So I'm going to do my predictions here today, and then when the winners are announced, I'll go over their seasons in a little bit more detail to give you guys some context as to why they won the World not the World Series, just, just the awards for the season. So to kick things off, we're talking about the AL Rookie of the Year nominees, and first up, we got Christian Javier of the Astros, then we got Luis Roberts of the White Sox, I'm still getting used to that, and uh, we got Kyle Lewis of the Mariners. Uh, Personally, I am rooting for Kyle Lewis because I've been able to watch him play a little bit more, but I'm pretty sure that Louis Roberts is going to be walking away with this one given his uh, prospect pedigree, the hype surrounding him coming into this season, and and the team that he was on. The White Sox were a very good baseball team in 2020, and uh, no offense to Christian Javier, but this one looks like a two-man race, and I think that uh, Louis Roberts is going to get this one, even though I am personally rooting for Kyle Lewis here. Uh, in the National League, it's going to be between Alec Baum of the Phillies, Jake Cronenworth of the Padres, and then Devin Williams of the Brewers. And I think that this one's going to be a little bit interesting because it likely depends on what kind of stats the electorate likes. Uh, if there are more, more voters that follow the advanced stats and Pitching Ninja and all those guys, then I'd say that Devin Williams wins this one easily. He is a reliever for the Brewers. He has a nasty chance. Yep, he strikes out a ton of guys, and uh, he and by a ton of guys, I mean he struck out nearly two batters an inning. That was his season. He was amazing. Uh, if they're looking for somebody who had a solid rookie campaign and has some solid bat-to-ball skills and doesn't strike out a ton, then I think that Cronenworth will be their guy. Uh, Alec Baum had some solid numbers. He put up a very, very nice rookie campaign, but he only played in 44 games in an already condensed season. So while he is on the ballot, I don't think that he is necessarily going to be garnering a whole ton of attention, even though when he was on the field, he had a pretty good campaign. If this one were up to me, I'd probably go Devin Williams just because uh, strikeout rate are ridiculous and I like seeing uh, pitchers win because pitchers are fun. Uh, moving on to Tuesday and where they will be voting for the manager of the year, which feels like the most boring award each and every season. I'm going to try and spice it up for you guys a little bit. So for the American League, the nominees are Kevin Cash of the Rays, Rick Renteria of the White Sox, and Charlie Montoyo of the Blue Jays. Since Renteria got fired and Kevin Cash pulled Snell in game six, 
kind of feels like a cakewalk for uh, Montoya to grab this one because he's the only person that didn't fuck up that bad. Um, but in all seriousness, I think that uh, since the votes were cast before the postseason, my guess is that Renteria is going to get the nod in this one because his White Sox were one of the best teams in baseball for a lot of the season outside of like the last week and a half when they kind of fell apart a little bit. And I don't think that that's going to necessarily be held against them. I think that they're going to be like, hey, the White Sox were really good. They had a bad week and it kind of hurt them because they were in a good division, blah, blah, blah. I think that Rick Renteria gets this one because people, uh, they, they like when teams come up out of nowhere. I like when teams come up out of nowhere. Uh, Kevin Cash has won these before and, you know, they, they know what he's about. And uh, Charlie Montoyo could be a dark horse in my book just because uh, he might get some brownie points for having to deal with extra stuff on top of the COVID situation that everybody has been dealing with in the country. And uh, the Jays had to play in Buffalo instead of Toronto. That just adds another layer of difficulty for him. And then his team still made the playoffs. Um, sure, they may not have made it if every team was trying, but hey, they, they did. And then I guess the argument for Kevin Cash is that he managed the best team in the American League. So uh, this one's a legitimate toss-up, but I think that Renteria is going to get the award in the end just because his team had been bad and then they ended up being good. So I, it's as simple as that sometimes. Uh, in the National League, it's between Donnie Mattingly uh, or Don Mattingly, you know. Don Mattingly of the Marlins. You got David Ross of the Cubs and Jace Tingler of the Padres. Uh, it feels like Tingler should be a runaway with this one with how much fun his club was and how good they ended up being. But I feel like his handling of the whole uh, Tatis swinging 3-0 situation could be what cost him a little bit here. I think that Mattingly is probably the dark horse in this one. I think he has a legitimate shot because his Marlins were labeled, labeled the bottom feeders of the league from day one of the season. And he made the postseason with these guys. They also dealt with a COVID outbreak and were just grabbing warm bodies to play in games. And somehow this team made the postseason. I know that the somehow is there was eight teams in each league, so it was a little bit easier. But uh, I think that Mattingly is rewarded for his longevity with the fish and taking them to the postseason. I think that he actually gets this award because of Jace Tingler's initial reaction to the most exciting play of all of baseball season. So I think that that's where this one ends up is Mattingly ends up with the award. Uh, Wednesday, they're going to be announcing the Cy Youngs. And uh, for the AL, it's Shane Bieber. He's winning. Uh, he, nobody else is going to get a first place boat. Shane Bieber wins. I'm not going into who the other two uh, pitchers are. It's Shane Bieber. He wins. That's my prediction. Uh, in the National League, it's between Trevor Bauer of the Reds, the hottest free agent out there. He's so hot right now. Uh, Jacob DeGrom of the Mets and Yu Darvish of the Cubs. I think that the odds on favorite here is Trevor Bauer. And the only way I could see him losing is if there are enough voters that just don't like his antics and vote for Jacob DeGrom because he is the safe Cy Young choice. And, you know, I think that this one's going to be close. I think it's going to be between Bauer and DeGrom. And uh, it's either going to be Bauer wins in a runaway because he was the best pitcher, but uh, he it could be a close one because people don't like him. And then Jacob DeGrom gets it. Or it could be, you know, Bauer wins, but it's close too. But I don't think that's how this one's going to shake out. Uh, and then finally, on Thursday, we're going to get the MVP announcement for the American League. It's between Jose Abreu of the White Sox, Jose Ramirez of the Indians, and DJ LeMayhew 
of the Yankees. Uh, my odds on favorite for this one is Jose Abreu, and my reasoning is that uh, his team is a new face in the postseason race, and that's always fun and exciting for voters. And he put an up an RBI per game this season. He had 60 RBI in a 60 game season. Good job on him. He was just driving guys all all uh, all season. And uh, he put up nearly as many home runs this season as he did in 2018. He had 19 this season and 22 in 2018. And he played in 128 games in that season when he hit 22. So uh, it feels like this one's going to Abreu. And I don't know that it's necessarily going to be close. But uh, maybe I'm skewed. And maybe I just like him the most. But uh, I feel like Jose Abreu, kind of a safe bet on this one. Uh, For the National League, it's Mookie Betts, the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman of the Braves, and Manny Machado of the Padres. I mean, at least that's what the ballot says. I'm still mad about the Machado and Donaldson altercation from a few years ago, so uh, he's not getting the award from me, uh, no matter how much I love the Padres. So this is a two-man race, and it's going to be between Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. The case for Freddie Freeman is that after getting COVID before the season started and being afraid that he was going to die after his temperature reached like 104, Freddie Freeman came out and hit 341, walked more than he struck out, scored 51 runs, and uh, drove in 53. He had a monster season, so I think that uh, for me, that's enough of a case for Freddie Freeman to win the NL MVP, but the case for Betts is that NL voters may not be as familiar with him as they are with a Freddie Freeman or a Manny Machado because he's been there for in the National League for a couple of seasons. This is Mookie Betts' first exposure on a daily basis to some of these people. Uh, I know that watching Mookie Betts in the playoffs for the first time, uh, you're like, wow, this guy is actually really, really good. You hear about him, but when you watch him every game on a big stage, you come to appreciate him a little bit more. So I could see it being like that for some of the voters as well. But like I just said, I think this one's going to be close, but I think that it's Freddie Freeman because he's the guy that's been with the Braves forever and he nudges out the latest weapon for the Dodgers. The Dodgers didn't need Mookie Betts, but they got him. So that's cool. Freddie Freeman is more of a linchpin for that team, I think. Anyway, those are my picks. We'll see how I did throughout the week. But coming up on today's episode, I have some ideas for the A's new marketing director. So stay locked in with Locked on A's. I'll be right back. Today's episode of Locked on A's is brought to you guys by the best tasting protein bar ever. We are talking about Built Bar, my friends. And the improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. Six new flavors, which include caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. And Bill Bar still has you covered with your original 12 flavors. Uh, we've been through those before. You know what they are. But speaking of being covered, all of these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And the Built Bars are built for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. All the bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. So to get your hands on one of these delicious treats, all you got to do is go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, that is one word, LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Also, when you go to BuiltBar.com, you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. And also tell a friend about the podcast because we are doing A's news every single day of the week. Eh, work day of the week. Um, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. 
So I was poking around the internet today and I saw that the A's were hiring a new director of marketing. And uh, while the things that I'm about to say aren't necessarily the kinds of things that they are looking for in a director of marketing, I'm just going to say uh, some ideas because I was thinking of uh, Steve Cohen when he was announced as the the winner for the Mets bid. Uh, he went on Twitter and was like, hey, Mets fans, what do you guys want to see more of? And uh, people were like, we want old timers day or we want this and we want that. And so I was kind of thinking in that vein of how to get the community in Oakland more engaged, uh, get more people into the stands, stuff like that. Uh, it's not necessarily the marketing that they're looking for, but it does uh, get more butts in the seat, get more people excited about the product and make more money for them, which is what they want. So uh, here's my ways to get money out of your pockets. Here we go. Basically, everything that I'm going to talk about is stemming from being more accessible to the fans. Uh, whether that uh, I have one written down here that is family packs. Um, it, it's expensive for people to go to a baseball game these days. Uh, tickets are 25 bucks a pop. Uh, you got to make it more accept more accessible for a family. Maybe on the first Friday of the month, you can give away like four tickets for 50 bucks and they're, you know, decent seats. They're not up in the nosebleeds or anything like that. Uh, maybe with a food voucher too. You got to get people in and get them excited about going. And they're like, oh, hey, then we can go do that again. But if you don't get them in the first time, then you'll never get them at all. So you got to have something like that, like a starter plan to make A's fans because uh, there's plenty of room in the Coliseum. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, they're not selling it out. So may as well just make some offers, right? Uh, that would make sense. And uh, if you get families in there, then you're making fans from a young age that want to keep going. And uh, I like going to baseball games because it reminds me of my childhood. One of my favorite childhood baseball memories is uh, being pulled out of school on my birthday uh, to go watch Cal Ripken play against the A's uh, in, you know, when I was in first grade. So whatever year that was, um, I think it was first grade. And that one has stuck with me. It was a lot of fun. The family came out. My parents called in sick to work. They tricked me. Those tricky bastards. Um, yeah, and so you got to build those kinds of memories with people uh, and their kids. And the A's aren't necessarily doing it for the everyman. They're doing it for, you know, already A's fans. You got to get more people into the stands. And this is a nice, easy way to do it because you're not giving up anything. You're filling more seats and getting money in the process. Are you necessarily getting, are, are you giving it for less than market value? Yes, you are, but you're also making zero otherwise. So you may as well. It's like when you find something in Nordstrom Rack, you're like, hey, they're getting something out of this. So uh, sure, why not? And one other little treat that I got from the being more accessible to people is just uh, letting people that have like a little blog into games every now and then. You could have like Bloggers Day or something like that. I know that they uh, used to do this, you know, years ago where they would have you talk to, you know, uh, Forrest or something like that. And that was kind of fun. You get them for like 10 minutes and you got, you know, 10 bloggers there and you each ask a couple of questions and that was kind of cool. But you got to do it for regular season games too because sometimes like uh, there's the Ricky Henderson of blogs. I know that he's been around for a while. Um, there, guys like that have voices that people want to hear and they get they get excited about that. And if their excitement about the product translates to other people, then you're helping your own product. All you got to do is open up that door just a little bit. It doesn't have to necessarily be every game. You could let them in for like the 20th Mariners game of the year or something like that. They don't play 20 times anymore. For like the 15th Mariners game of the year or something like that. Um, yeah, you, just for games that don't necessarily matter. You're like, yeah, here, come in to this game. Um, I've been in the press box many times and it's never full. There's room or you could, you know, make a little makeshift one uh, down the sidelines, sidelines, <laughs> down like the first baseline, like the angels do. Um, there are ways to get other 
branches of media into the ballpark. And I feel like that's one way that's not being utilized at all right now. Like if we had an Oakland John boy, you think that people would be more excited about the A's? I do. And that that's just not something that the A's are doing right now. And I know that they're not too stringent about who they let in, but you got to be able to get more people in the gates. So uh, that is one on that. Uh, speaking of getting people in the gates, this one's about bobbleheads and other giveaways. You got to produce more of those suckers because getting to a game two hours ahead of time to sit in a line and get in the ballpark two hours before game time is ridiculous. That's four hours before game time. You're just eating people's days away because they want a bobblehead, you guys. Make more of them. If there are extras, give them away to children's hospitals or something like that. I Make more. I know that it costs money, but... You're losing fans by making them wait in these four-hour lines. Maybe you get a little bit in concessions, sure, but maybe you make less because people got to plan for four hours ahead of game time to get into the park. Uh, I'm just saying, it's ridiculous. I don't like it. Um, I I have stopped going to bobblehead days because it's just a hassle. Um, I, I'm not a fan. So that's a, that's a personal one, but I feel like people will be on board with, cause I've been to Giants games too, where you can just like walk into the gate at game time and you still get a bobblehead and that's so much fun. Oh man. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Also, uh, I know that there are tailgaters in, uh, for Oakland. I am not one of them, but I know that people like to go out and have a drink and, you know, play uh, catch and stuff like that before baseball games. You're, you're going to make them stop doing the thing that they enjoy because they want to go get a bobblehead. Come on. What are you doing, A's? Make 30,000 of them, and if you get there too late after that, then fine. But make 30,000 of them. And then the final idea that I came up with this afternoon, because I have only spent like an hour thinking about this, Uh, I am not the director of marketing, but I am doing their job for them right now. If the A's are still hiring for this job, I will submit my application. It's fine. Uh, You guys can reach me at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com or at LockedOnA's on Twitter. Just feel free to reach out to me and hire me for the job. That'd be fine. Uh, The other one that I... It's a little bit iffy just because the Coliseum's not pretty, Um, but it's ballpark tours. Uh, The A's, I don't think, do this, and I've been to a few of them, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, I went up to one in Seattle, uh, one in Arizona, and one uh, for the Dodgers Stadium. And uh, those are very pretty ballparks, and they tell you a little bit about a uh, little bit of history about some of the areas. Like uh, in Arizona, it was like, oh, that's where Justin Upton hit a home run. I think it was Justin Upton, and I was like, oh, damn, that's really far away. Uh, I don't recall the home run, but I thought that it was cool that it was a really far away point, and it was a point in you know Diamondbacks history. So that was really fun, Um, and I feel like that's something that the A's could do, even though their ballpark kind of sucks. And they could do it by making it a different kind of a ballpark tour. Uh, Sure, people love going to uh, the clubhouse and, you know, going into the dugout, stuff like that. But you don't really get to go on the field. Maybe you have like a little tiny area where somebody can get announced coming up to the plate. Uh, You get somebody on the PA system. Maybe you have a maybe this is a thing that gets so popular. You got to sign up ahead of time and Dick Callahan can pre-record things and you just have somebody hitting a button. They're like, and now coming up to the plate shortstop number 34 jason burke and i'd be fucking pumped on that i would definitely want to go do that that's how you get people excited you have memories of that getting announced walking up to a plate why not charge a little bit extra for that shit that'd be fun you could have different tiers for this stuff um i think that that'd be a lot of fun i don't know that net i know that there are you know you don't want to mess with the field and all that stuff but uh you could also have the people just do 
PA announcing instead. You could announce your favorite A's player of all time coming up to the plate, even though they're not necessarily there. That's a fun thing that you could do. You could record that, put that all over social media. All of a sudden, you have a viral video on your hands, and then people are excited about your product. And then they also want to come do these tours, or you can use the PA system. Those, These are things that you cannot do other places, and I think that the A's would make a killing doing this. Uh, you don't even have to charge that much. I think that you, you limit it to like 20 people. You let 20 people in a day and there you go. Um, granted, some of these are not COVID friendly. So these are uh, wait and see deals. But I think that that would be a lot of fun. Uh, another one, obviously, you want to let people into where they do the uh, the post-game press conferences with Bob Melvin. Uh, that's a nice photo op for people. And that's easily shareable. So therefore, people can you know, spread what you're doing. And then more people get excited about it. More people come, more people get excited about the A's, all that stuff. It's all circular. And how much would all this stuff cost? Not that much. You guys, you train one person on how to use the PA system. If it comes to that. And then uh, you got the tour guide who's making like 15 bucks an hour. So that's all that takes. And then you get all of this free publicity, all this good publicity for your team, for your product, for this other service that you're providing with the ballpark tours. Uh, it's not that hard. You guys, you could even do like cool. Uh, Hey, Dave, Dave Stewart says he wants to give a ballpark tour and then he gives a ballpark tour. You think that people would pay for that? Yeah, I think they would. I don't know that Dave Stewart would do that, but I'm just saying you could have like a, you know, a special tour guide on certain days. Uh, Steve Vucinich could give one. I think that people would be stoked about that. Um, there are ways to make money that the A's are not utilizing right now. And that's how you do it. Again, A's, if you like these ideas, hit me up at LockedOnA's on Twitter. Uh, I'm also at ByJasonB. And uh, LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. For the rest of you guys, if you like these ideas, let me know, because I'm kind of excited about these. Are they practical? I don't know. I don't work for the A's yet. Uh, But I will in a couple of weeks once they hear this. Um, Anyways, but uh, this is it for me today, you guys. This is what we're talking about. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about uh, whoever wins the uh, Rookie of the Year. We'll go over... uh, whoever won and their season and then probably some other stuff too. So it's going to be a lot of fun this week talking about award winners and uh, whatever else I happen to think of. So uh, that's it for me today, you guys. But until next time, stay indoors, celebrate good times, Oakland, keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk with you guys tomorrow.